Hello and welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is where we talk about money, investing and all things personal finance. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and it's my mission to help you make the best financial decisions because money is a tool, life is for living. But first, a couple of words for me. If you don't know already, I have a new monthly magazine, which is now out. You can go and join that magazine subscription list. It is free at theconvo.io. That's theconvo.io. Also, if you're completely unaware, I also have a Discord group, which I would love for you to join. It's going to be a small community where I can take questions from you, where we can build a deeper relationship. There will be a link to that in the show notes. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I want to talk about something that I saw on Thursday that piqued my interest as it's a little bit of innovation in the financial services mortgages space. And innovation isn't a word that is synonymous with uh, financial services because for some reason, uh, it's difficult to bring products to the marketplace. Actually, I know the reason why it's difficult to bring products to the marketplace. But this one is uh, particularly important to those of you who may be listening who are first-time buyers. Now, I know because I speak to so many of you that the biggest challenge that most first-time buyers face is coming up with a deposit. So what if in the ideal world, in utopia, you no longer needed that deposit and you can get onto the property ladder? How much of a difference would that make to you? When you hear that, do you automatically think, get in Pete, or are you thinking, what's the catch? That's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode of the podcast, because on Thursday last week, there was an article in the Evening Standard where the company called uh, Proportunity, I was supposed to do some work with them last year, they never came back to me in the end, Um, I don't think they wanted to to pay uh, for the rates that I have, because they were asking me to do a video, and obviously I've got to charge for my time. But anyway, Um, They are launching a zero deposit mortgage. I'm going to say that again, a zero deposit mortgage. Now that means that you can get a mortgage, you can get on the property ladder with zero deposit. Now on the surface of it, it's great. It's awesome. It means that many people haven't got to break their neck and, you know, break a leg and give away their arm to get a 5% or a 10% deposit, particularly in places like London, where property prices are absolutely crazy. So this is going to help some people, but what is the big picture? Now, from reading the article in the Evening Standard, and I will link uh, to a video that I did last Friday where I spoke about this specifically on YouTube. I give a little bit of analysis. I'm not going to give the full analysis here because I use visuals in that video. So I strongly encourage you, take some time, go and watch the video because it's really informative. You'll get really, really good kind of like foundation around mortgages and all that kind of stuff. But for the For this episode, just going to talk very, very high level what the offer is and the pros and cons, or at least where my head goes to immediately. Now, as many of you know, I'm also qualified as a mortgage advisor, so I can look at this from a very, very unique point of view. So, zero zero deposit mortgage. Great news. Innovative. Something that, from a consumer point of view, is going to be very, very attractive. Now, here is the information that you need to know. So typically under a mortgage, you need five to 10% deposit. Most lenders are going to require that. And the reason why they require a deposit is because it gives you equity in the property day one. And it also means that if we were, if we were to see housing prices or the property price uh, market f- 
fall within a short period of time, you've got some cushion in there. And that is reflected in the risk management. And for example, if you have a deposit, a larger deposit means that you get better rates. A smaller deposit means that you don't get attractive rates. So for example, if you buy a house for of £100,000 with a 10% deposit, your mortgage is £90,000, you've got a 10% cushion in there designed to help you and to help the lender, a bit of protection built in. Now in this world where there's 0% deposit, well, zero deposit, zero deposit, um, it means that you've got no equity, no cushion, no buffer, no safety net at all. And this is where the first big question comes in. Let's just say you buy the property with a 100% mortgage, so zero deposit in. What happens if the following year we find that the property market falls and you could be in negative equity by about 5 or 10%? Now, many of you may not remember this, but I do remember this. We used to be able to ha uh, have or apply for uh, something called a self-certified mortgage. Now, a self-certified mortgage was this uh, mortgage where for example, if I earned £25,000 and I saw a house which I knew I couldn't afford and I knew that I needed to be earning something like maybe £50,000, I could self-certify my income, which means I could just provide, I could make up, I could just sign to say, look, I make £50,000 a year, I can afford this house. It sounds bonkers saying that now, but that was very, very popular back in the day. And in fact, I have a friend of mine whose family actually went for a self-certified mortgage. They were running a business, actually really, 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 really good business. And they wanted to get on, you know, into a new property. And that meant that they did a self-certified mortgage where they certified that they earned more than they did. Now, when the financial crash came in 2007, 2008, they found themselves in negative equity. And it's not a nice place to be. And as far-fetched as that may sound, 2007, 2008 was a very, very long time ago you have to ask the question, what happens on a zero deposit mortgage if you fall into negative equity? Now, from reading bits and pieces um, from Opportunity, they do have some measures that they put in place to protect themselves and to ensure that you're not number one, buying a house that is overvalued, undervalued, um, and you're not paying over the odds, essentially. And they've done that because they've created something called uh, the PHI which is their Opportunity uh, Housing Index, I believe it's called. Now, what they basically do is they will have a, a look at properties and they will determine whether the house is overvalued, undervalued, based on crime rates, based on location, access to good schools, transportation leaks, so on and so forth. And what that basically means is that they've got this element of protection built in for themselves to ensure that when they're lending somebody money under this zero deposit mortgage that they have some intelligence some data to tell them whether or not the market price or the price that the house is being put on the market for is actually a fair price now that can be a good thing and it could be a bad thing let's just say for example though you found a house for £300,000 and you negotiated that house down to £290,000 and this, and this index of theirs says, well, actually, we don't believe that that property is worth £290,000. We think it's going to be worth two hundred and seventy-five. What exactly does that do for the, the, the application that you've just put in for your, for your mortgage? Do you have to go back and renegotiate? Do you run the risk of losing the property? What actually happens, nobody really knows at this point, and these are questions that need to be asked. 
the bigger thing that is worthwhile to note here is how does this actually work? And I feel like I've gone on a bit of a tangent here. So let's get back to the crux of it. How does this actually work? So what opportunity you're going to do is it, let's just say you need a hundred, you need, you need to buy property for a hundred thousand pounds and the deposit is 10%. What they are going to do is they're going to do something called a mortgage booster loan. And that mortgage booster loan will be for 10,000 pounds. Now that means that you'll have a mortgage for 90,000 pounds. Then you'll also have on the site, this mortgage booster loan of 10,000 pounds. Now this 10,000 pound loan to boost the mortgage to get you to the point where you have zero deposit technically is going to be on interest only payments going forward. You only have to pay that amount back once you sell the property. Now, if anybody's familiar with buy to uh, help to buy, which is coming to an end shortly, and this is supposed to be this thing to replace it, help to buy uh, lent you money from the government. You could borrow money from the government to fill, you know, bridge the gap to give yourselves a bigger deposit. Now, the deal with that is it's interest for five years. You start to pay interest after five years. And when you go to repay it, you can only repay it either when you sell the property or in two lump sums, right? It means you've got to be a little bit prepared. Now, what we don't know about this new opportunity offer of the naught deposit mortgage is, well, the 10%, the 10,000 pounds mortgage booster loan is going to be on interest only. You'll pay the interest for that on a month on a, on a monthly basis. That's completely fine. We don't know what the rates are going to be just yet. And we don't know whether or not when you come to sell your property in the future, whether there is going to be a fee or a percentage cut on the profit of the house sale, because that's what happens with help to buy. So for example, if you take a 10% help to buy a section with the government to help you get on the property ladder, when you sell your property, if you sell your property for, you know, 20% uh, profit, you also have to pay back what you owe to the government with a part of that 20%. So what you borrowed plus 20%. We don't know whether the same is going to apply for opportunity in this instance of the zero deposit mortgage. So a big, big question to be asked there. Now, interest rates, is it going to be an important consideration? Because as we've seen, we've had interest rates increase for five of the last six months. And we're being told that there's likely going to be another two by the end of this year to try and curb inflation. So in a world where we're seeing increased interest rates to basically combat inflation, that is going to impact on the mortgage rates on offer. I heard a rumor that the interest rates for some of these mortgages, and I don't know how true this is, is in the region of about 7 8%. And again, I don't know how true this is. I don't know whether that's on a standard variable, a tracker, or a fixed. I'm hoping to do a, uh, a roundup or at least an update video next Friday on if I can find any of the, this information. And I'll be doing that video on YouTube on Friday, hopefully, fingers crossed, this week. But we don't know what the rates are. But assuming that they are even 5% and we see another 1% increase in interest rates, then very, very quickly, you could find yourself paying 6% on a mortgage product that really, to be fair, has two parts. You're going to have your main mortgage, which will probably be on full repayment. Then you're going to have the, the mortgage booster loan. And because it's a loan, could be arguably even more in terms of the rates on offer. There are lots of lots of questions around the detail of how this is going to work. This is good news to some. 
but I call me a skeptic. I feel a little skeptical based on the information that we have out there at the moment. Ultimately, what I think this is going to do, and this is this is a twofold approach, it's double-edged sword. First and foremost is it could lead people to jump at the opportunity of getting on the property ladder with zero deposit, not fully understanding what the financial repercussions or the financial consequences of that choice might be. And it could also lead people to overextend themselves on a mortgage. Going back to the interest rates, if we're seeing interest rates increase, and I, I honestly believe that the only way that interest, can, interest rates can go is up, especially with inflation being at the rates that it is currently. We've got the European Central Bank meeting uh, this week, which is going to be very, very interesting indeed. And they're going to be looking at what we're going to be doing about inflation and whether interest rates hitting us harder and quicker is the right thing to do. Now, obviously, England, the US, we've got our own monetary policy. But typically speaking, we will follow what the Americans do, although our inflation issues are slightly different to those in America. Either way, though, with interest rates increasing, people could get themselves into mortgages where they've not really thought through the affordability of said mortgage. And really, talking about affordability, there are talks at the moment that the affordability criteria that lenders go through for mortgages are going to be scrapped completely, if not changed, which is a good thing, but it's also a massive red flag. And I said this on the video on Friday, you really, really need to consider your affordability if this is something that appeals to you that you think this is going to be a massive, massive help. And let me just paint the picture for you in this way. So if you take out the mortgage today, you had a zero deposit, you took advantage of the offer, you need to think about what your repayments are on the main mortgage and on the mortgage booster loan. The combination of the two is likely going to be quite steep depending on what the rates are, which again, we don't know at this point in time. But with inflation increasing, you also have to ask the question of, Right, so are these rates going to be fixed for any period of time? Because if you took out a two-year fixed rate in this kind of deal, and two years down the line, interest rates have gone up, say, 2 or 3%, you're going to see a significant increase in the cost of that mortgage moving forward. And you have to think now about whether you'll be able to afford that kind of scenario in the future. You can't afford to wait to make that decision and do that calculation once you're in the mortgage. You can't. You have to think about it now. So my my overarching encouragement to anybody who's looking at who's listening to this, who might be looking at that, that opportunity and thinking, actually, you know what, it re it would really really help me, is really think about the affordability of it. I've covered on this podcast before that there are now ten year, fifteen year fixed rate mortgages, and people thought I was crazy when I asked the question, would you lock into a fifteen year fixed rate mortgage on Instagram? Um, and saying actually it could be a really really good move people thought I was crazy but you know in the UK we're used to two-year fixed rate five-year fixed rates and that's all very well when we're in an environment where back in the 1970s interest rates were 12-15% and we've seen interest rates fall ever since then it feels as though we're going on a bit of a reversal right now with interest rates as they currently are the only way well with inflation as high as it is currently the only way interest rates are going is up. And so in some school of thought, 
it makes sense to lock into a longer term fixed rate mortgage now assuming you don't have hefty early repayment charges on the mortgage itself but again these are personal decisions that you have to make for yourself based on your own personal circumstances so that's what i wanted to cover in today's episode it's relatively short but jam-packed with information i hope if you do know anyone who is maybe in london for example trying to get on the property ladder uh, opportunity are currently uh, taking registrations of interest so i guess they're trying to uh, build an email list a list of some kind of you know x amount of thousand of people who will be interested in it so that they can actually go and launch this to uh, a group or a mailing list that is actively ready to pretty much apply for it um, i'm gonna have to register interest just to get a little bit more information i think although i wouldn't i wouldn't use it because I'm, I'm i'm moving on the property ladder but i'm interested to know in my head it's great to see this kind of this kind of innovation but my question is at what cost you know if it means that people are going to be worse off and i'm i'm, I'm confident that opportunity aren't looking at it from that point of view they're not looking at it with the aim to put people in a worse financial position absolutely not that's not the way they're going to be looking at it they'll be looking at it from you know we're innovating we're introducing something new and you know what if i'm completely honest if they do this and then let's just say you know four or five other providers did it because it really took off and they could get their risk management measures right what that will basically do is it will make this kind of product more competitive in terms of the interest rate because if you have four players in the market in opposed to one well that one player can say well actually i want to charge 10 percent, for example whereas if they have four the competition will bring down that interest rate so if this goes well and they get the risk management you know uh, measures right and they don't have a ton of defaults in, you know, X amount of time into the future. And this is the other thing. You're not going to know whether this works until probably three, four, five years down the line, really, to be fair. And with the fears of, it, of a recession right now, is this the right time to launch this? I don't know. There are so many questions. But I think innovation is, is welcome in this space. And I know that I'm sure, I'm positive. I don't know the guys at Opportunity, but I'm positive that they will be doing this with the right intentions and from the right place is it really going to help people i think it will but i think we have the danger that people will make decisions without really thinking through the pros and cons properly like really really thinking it through and i think that's really where the danger lies to be completely honest um, but if you did enjoy this episode please do share Again, I will link um, in the show notes the breakdown that I did on YouTube on Friday. Go and have a look at that. Leave me a message or something like that there if you have any questions. Or if you do have any questions on this, you can also join my Discord group, which is also uh, linked in the show notes below as well. Um, that's it for this week. Um, I will speak to you all on Monday morning. Have a great week, whatever it is that you're doing. I need to give you guys a bit of an update as to what's been going on with me. I'm very, very conscious that a lot has happened over the last two months. It's been a crazy, crazy whirlwind. I felt a little overwhelmed in some instances, but I'm thankful for it. I really shouldn't complain, and I'm not. I'm very, very grateful for it. Things feel as though they're moving forward quite, quite nicely, but at the same time, the impatient bit person in me uh, wants things to happen a little bit quicker and there's a lot on the horizon right now there really really is so i might need to give a little bit of a uh, 
of an update uh maybe next week or some week after that but as always thank you so much for listening have an amazing week remember money is a tool life is for living i will catch you next monday Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.